Alrighty. I want my pastor to be proud of me. <laughs> Amen. Let me say this. This is not just to uh, be talking. I've met in my life, I've met, I've met a lot of preachers. I've met a lot of preachers. Lots of preachers. Oh, lots of preachers. I mean, lots of them. Some of them I've never been proud that I've met. And I'm sure they felt maybe the same way about me. But I say this without any reservation or hesitation. I thank God for the day that God let me meet your pastor. In my own heart, he is one of the most hungry men to know more about the Word of God than I've ever met in my life. And I thank God for his zeal. I thank God for his desire to do the work of God. And I, 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 I hope you will appreciate this man of God that you're a pastor and stand by him and pray for him and hold his hands up. And I, I, you couldn't be. You just couldn't. I thank God for him. Now, he has been, and I think he does, every Wednesday night has, is in a series. I, I think I'm right about that. So we'll depart from that tonight, and I'll just bring you a message that I feel like God wants me to speak to you about. This message came to me the other uh, the other day coming from Jackson, Georgia. And uh, I, I will just share some things with you that God spoke to my heart about. I was down in Jackson last Sunday and saw five people saved. And uh, one of the men that was saved, I believe was 78 or 79 years old. One man that was lost was 92 there in the service. Uh, he comes every Sunday, and there was three that are Roman Catholic. They're there every Sunday. And uh, God let me see five people get born again. And I thank the Lord for that. I want you to open your Bible to the one of the most familiar scriptures other than John 3.16 you'll find. And that's the third chapter of John. I just want to talk to you a while about it. Now, Laney was over at... Uh, Dayton with me the other night, he and Kathy and some of the others, and you know that I'm not able, hard to preach, it really bothers me and really strains me to preach over a couple of hours, but I'll just do the best I can. No, you'll find that I'm not able to preach long, but I'll do the very best I can. I want to share some things with you tonight, but before I read from John chapter 3, let me say this. The word Nicodemus comes up very few times in the Scriptures. Now, there are the times that you do read about Nicodemus are very prominent. They're very outstanding. They're very potent. But there, there's not any books named Nicodemus. There's not any chapters totally dedicated to Nicodemus. But what we do find about this man is outstanding, to say the least. I guess the greatest time we'll find Nicodemus is in John chapter 3, when he came to Jesus by night. And notice his address. Rabbi, that means master. Now let me say this about Nicodemus. This was not 
some little flunky. Here's a man that's a member of the Sanhedrin court. An outstanding man. A man of great dignity and character and education and religion. He had all of that. He had all of that lined up in every column about it. Oh, I imagine when Nicodemus went down the street, people may have bowed and courtesied to him. And all oh, they said, that's Nicodemus. That's Nicodemus. Now, you may have in your mind, you may have a lot of thoughts. Why did Nicodemus come to Jesus by night? There's a lot of people that think different things. Why did he choose to come to him at night? And may I say this, and I'll, I'll read you just a little bit there in just a minute. Here was a man that had to be troubled about Nicodemus. He wasn't troubled about uh, everybody. It wasn't his big old burden about everybody. But Nicodemus had trouble about himself. And may I say this to you, and I, I love all of you folks. Do you know I love you folks? I really do. Until one gets troubled about themselves and their own need, there ain't going to be nothing much help. Do you know when I got saved, who I was worried about? Head blue. I didn't want nobody else to go to hell, but I promise you right now, I didn't want to go there either. And Nicodemus came to Jesus by night for one reason. I believe for one reason only. For him to have walked out in the open and come walking down the street, and they said, Hey, Nicodemus, where are you going? He said, I'm going to find Jesus. That would have been the downfall of everything that he had. His ministry, his life, his position. They'd have, they'd have ruled him out of town, so to speak, on a rail. They would have. They, he couldn't do that. But he had to come by night. Now, he came and noticed, oh, this is wonderful. He said, Rabbi, I don't believe it was a, a, a voice of a projection that said, oh, no, I believe it was just like a little child. Yes. Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. He recognized, oh, you know, I feel like preaching a couple of hours already. He recognized who this man Jesus was. He knew that there was something different about him. He knew this wasn't just some street corner flunky, some Bible thumper. He knew here was a man that, boy, you know, the next one he said, he said, I know where you come from. You come from New York, San Francisco, Chattanooga. No. He said, you come from God. Ain't that good? Boy, he nailed her down, didn't he? He wasn't beating around the bush. He said, I'll tell you how I know you did. said, you couldn't do what you're doing except God be with you. Don't tell me that boy was ignorant of what was going on. Now notice, and I'm going to get down to the one verse I'm going to read in a minute. I'm going to read uh, chapter 3, verse 7. And you already know it, but that's what I'm going to read. That's what I feel like reading. And I'm going to start a message I won't get through. He said, Jesus looked at him and said, Nicodemus, look at it in verse 7. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born 
again. Now, I want you to get the importance of what I'm just reading. I want you to see that. August the 27th. Oh, I'm going to date myself, and there may be a couple here that's, that uh, can stand with me. August the 27th, 1935. I was hmm, 13 years old. August the 27th, 1935. How many of you, how many of you were <laughs> alive August 27th, 1935? Let's see you raise your hand. Huh? One, one. Well, we're in the minority, aren't we? August 27, 1935, I got born again. Did you notice that word again? That means I have been born once. Now, that birthday was September the 15th, 1900 and... Hmm, 1924. 1924. I know most of you wasn't around here then. Boy, well, it really does something to you when you realize you're the oldest person here. <laughs> I was born 9-15-24 the first time. I was born August 27, 1935, the second time. I have two births. Oh, I am I'm enjoying what I'm saying. And some of you may not be getting one thing out of this, but I'm going to point out a few things to you. I've got two birthdays. I have been born twice. Now, Nicodemus had problems with that. He said, how can a man enter into his mother's womb and be born again? See, he had the whole thing mixed up. He's smart. Oh, smart man. But he had it all fouled up. Jesus tried to straighten him out. He said, why, we hear the sound of the wind. We cannot tell where, from which it cometh or whether it goes. He said, so it's everyone that's born of the Spirit. Now, listen to me. There is a physical birth and there is a spiritual birth. Being born again physically is what produced this good-looking man. I ain't going to tell who it was while it's Somebody come in the house tonight and said, Hey, you handsome thing. That's a straight devil. I could tell they had good taste. I was born physically to Andrew and Vina Baloo. Spiritually, I was born into the family of God. I am a member of two family trees. One, that family that is born of Adam. Now, this is what I've got in my... Let me shake this family tree back here. And here's what I'll find. Everybody in that family is dead or dying. Amen. In that family, in that birth, you have one thing. In that family, you inherit death. Every one of us is going to die. But in this second birth, I inherited life, everlasting life. Now, in just a few years or days or weeks or whatever, I may not get home, I'm going to expire. I'm going to die. But did you know that date of August the 27th, 1935, 
I trusted a Christ that gave me life everlasting. And that life I have of Him. Of Andrew Ballou I have death. Of Christ I have life. There are so many, so many right now, so many right now that they cannot see any farther than the graveyard. Do you know what? Thank God I told somebody this the other day at a funeral. There's one thing place you will never get me, and that's the graveyard. You will never get me there. I am not going. I refuse to go. I will not go. You can carry this whole body out there if you want to. But you are not going to get that born-again child of God to the graveyard. I am born of Him, and thank God, absent from the body, I'll be present with the Lord. That's because the second birth, the first birth, the first birth, I have nothing to look forward to in this body, of this body, except death. That's all. In this first birth, I'm a sinner. In the second birth, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I cannot boast of any salvation in my family lineage. I cannot say one thing that my family holds that will save me. But one day, August the 27th, 1935, on my first, second birthday, I got up from that altar born again. Not because of Andrew and Blind at Vina Blue's bloodline, but because of the bloodline of Calvary. Have you been to Jesus? By the crimson flow. Oh, I want, I wonder, he washed me and made me new. I, from Andrew Ballou's lineage, I was a sinner. I came out of Vina Ballou's womb a sinner. But by the new birth, when I got up, I was a sinner saved by grace. Out of this, I had nothing to look to but the graveyard. Out of this, I had something to look to on the other side. Oh, thank God. Out of this, out of this was trouble and misery and all pain and suffering. Out of, out, out, of, out of this life that I was born again that day in Polk County, Tennessee, in Connorsoggy, I got up, hallelujah, a new creature in Christ. Saved by grace, washed in the blood, redeemed from the fall, going to heaven out of Andrew and Vinable Luce lineage. I got older and older, and all the diseases and problems that goes along with old age is finding me. Out of this, I'm getting younger and younger and younger. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Do I hear an amen right there? Yes, sir. Out of the new birth, I experienced August the 27th, 1935. I became something else. I became an heir and a joint heir. Everything, oh, if you don't get this, may you run through a mud hole and get mud all over your fresh wash car. If you don't get what I'm about to say, oh, please get what I'm about to say. Out of Andrew and Vida Blue's birth, Daddy sat on the front porch of a little apartment in Chatsworth, Georgia, and said, Ed, I'm going to die in a few weeks. 
I've got cancer that's going to kill me. And son, I want to tell you, I don't have a thing to leave you. I didn't inherit anything there. <laughs> but let me tell you what. There on, a, on that hill, he said, boys, I'm going away. And if I go away, I will go. I'll prepare a place for you, and I'll come. I'll come again. Now, you know what I inherited that day at Calvary when you left from his feet, left the ground, and gravity lost his hold on him? I inherited everything that God has. Everything. I'm a child of the king, a child of the king. Through Jesus, my Savior, I'm a child of the King. Some of you know, you say, I, I remember up in Indianapolis one time, I never will forget this. We'd had the night before, we'd had one of those services where everybody just come unglued. I mean, it was a big church. Oh, it was a dignified church. It was one of those churches where women, a lot of the women wear hats. And this one old pepper, lady, <clears throat> well, you slip up every now and then, you know. This one woman, she, you could tell, she was highly important. And she came in. And she came to me the night we had that great service. And she said, I believe it's nothing but a show of emotion. Just a show of emotion. I do not like this kind of service. Now, let me show you something. Out of all my heart, I've always believed God done that just to show her up. But the next night, I felt God's wheels turning again. And there she sat with a big, wide-brimmed hat. Oh, it was nice. Had flowers all over. And that night, God let me get loose and plug me in. Heaven came down. You know how I know heaven came down? I hit this verse that I'm talking about, where that we're heirs and joint heirs. And finally, I, I said, some of you sitting here, oh, you've got money. You've got all the wealth, and you can just write a check for anything. But I said, you are paupers according to what I own. And it hit her. It dawned on her what I was saying. And that old girl, how many of you ever saw a little boy or girl? Why are these little... What they call frisbees? We used large bucket lids when we were kids. You know. All of a sudden it hit that old girl how rich she was in Christ. And she grabbed that hat and frisbeed it. She run and jumped and hollered. And all of a sudden it dawned on her what she was doing. And she run back and got her hat and frisbeed it again. You say, Preacher Boo, I never have shouted. I never have rejoiced. If it'll ever hit you how rich you are through Christ, you might shout twice. And if you had a hat, you would frisbee it. Through Andrew and Vida Blue, I have no inheritance. None. It's over. It's done. Nothing. But through Christ, Everything that he has, I have. Isn't that wonderful? Do you realize how rich we are? Not just from a monetary point of view, 
I look at Stephen's. That time they stoned him to death. And I want you to get the picture here. Here was Stephen laying on the ground being hit by stones and being killed. And Paul was standing over here where he was taking care of the people's coats that were stoning him. All of a sudden, this little street corner preacher said, I see Jesus standing on the right hand of God. You all know how rich he was? He was so important that God got up and looked down. Through Andrew and Vina Blue, that was my birth there, September 15, 1924. I didn't hurt except misery. I come down with all the diseases that Andrew and Vina had. I've got them all. Did you see them sometime now? They call it that you're inherited from this disease or this gene. I got all of Dad's and Mama's genes. I got all of that. I noticed something the other day. I did something and it just dawned on me what I was doing. Some of you don't realize how much you are like your own folks. But here's what my dad, I saw him do it more times than I, I could even. Here's what dad done when he walked. He got that thumb in his hand and walked. The other day I was going across the yard. It dawned on me. Somebody said, well, I hired that from him. Well, what good is it going to do to hold a thumb? <laughs> I can't even buy a can of beans from holding my thumb. But I want to tell you what I can. I can go to the First National Bank of Heaven and write a check for everything that God's got. And God will honor it. So that's my son by birth. <laughs> Woo! I'm telling you, folks, I inherited death. From Andrew and Vina Blue. I inherited a lot from Christ. I inherited sin from them. I inherited a redemption through Him. I'm born again, saved by grace, forced in the blood, going to heaven. But if I had went on in their bloodline, I'd be in hell right now. Do you know, and this is not to brag on sin. I wouldn't brag on sin one minute. There's nothing good about it. I was thinking the other day, I... You know, a lot of times I drive, oh, I drive, not as much as I used to, but I drove from Jackson, and I think a lot while I'm driving. I just ride and think. <laughs> I, I have a lot of young preachers walk up to me and say, oh, I tell you, I think I'd like to be an evangelist, travel all that time, boy, you travel. I just look at them in their eyes, and you can tell there ain't nobody home. They don't know the loneliest men in the world. And I don't mean that God's deserted you. I'm talking about loneliness that you can't even you can't even think about. You can't even begin to imagine. There are times that I I have done it more times than I can ever remember. I have driven my car up to my room and couldn't go in to save my life. Couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I have literally cranked my car up and drove till 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning to try to keep him out of that room. I've done it. done it. Oh, you, you wouldn't know how many times I have done it. 
But my friend, that's not to say that Christ has deserted me and I, I'm lonely in that respect, but I've got news for you in Him. I am never alone. The Bible said I am complete in Him. The Bible tells me that I am complete in Him. My dear ones and I, I say this with love. There's no reason for you to fear of God's desertion because God won't desert you. God will never let you down. God will never fail you. God will never walk out on you. I talked to a 16-year-old girl the other day. And she said, Brother Blue, my daddy walked off and left me. I want to tell you something right now. God will never walk off and leave you. Well, now the Bible said, though a mother may forsake her child, I will not leave thee. I'm not going to turn you down. So there are many things that I got in Andrew and Vina Blue's life. But none of it was. In Christ, I've got security. In them, I had insecurity. In them, I had darkness. In him, I have light. In him, in them, I knew what it was to be hunger. But he said, in him, he is the bread of life. In him, in them, there are times that I knew so much misery. But in him, I can say truly, I can only say, I have joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. I hope I get to be the assistant pastor again sometime. How many of you have just stopped and thought tonight how rich you are? How rich you are? What you got? What's this fellow that owns Microsoft? Gates, what's that you say? I don't think, he's not the richest man in the world now, is he? There's somebody else, I think. <laughs> you know who it is? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Old Gates hadn't got a thing on me. Nothing. He may have Microsoft and all of that, but I have Christ and all of that. Christ and heaven too. Everything tonight. I am an I have inherited the riches of God's glory. I'm a child by birth. I am an an heir to everything that God has and holds. And it came that day, August the 27th, 1935. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. My dear ones tonight, I see it almost everywhere I go. Folks that can tell you their birthday just like that. But there's a far greater birthday that if you've been saved, I don't know whether, it's not a matter of whether it was raining or whether it was snow on the ground. That's not it. That's not it. But if you've been saved by the grace of God, that's the most important day in your life. That's a day that changed your life. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Soon and very soon. Soon and very soon. I shall know the end of my journey. I shall come to the end of my journey. 
but because of August, not because of 9-15-24. That'll take me to the graveyard. But August of 27, 1935, you will never get me to the graveyard. Never get me there. I've been to Calvary. I've been washed in the crimson flow. I've been born again. I've been begotten by him. I, 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 you'll never get me to the graveyard because I have been born again. Saved by grace. Begotten by the word. Washed in the blood. Redeemed from Adam's fall. I'm going to heaven. Don't, don't expect to me perfection. Don't even look at me like I'm even good. I'm not. I think if I was one victory in my life, it was the day I realized how nothing I am. That is, in my flesh, Paul said, dwelleth no good thing. I boast of no righteousness of my own, just as filthy rags. But when I come and boast, it's in him. It's in his ribbon side. It's in the blood that was shed for the sins of the whole world. That birth, that August the 27th, 1930. How many of you, and some of you may not remember, but how many of you remember your spiritual birthday? Amen. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I know the man, he talked, called me this while back. He said, I never did know. And I started him on some trails. I said, go back to the church that you joined when you was a boy, baptized. He said, why? I said, they may have a record that has your name on it and gives you a spiritual birthday. <laughs> he called me and said, I found out when I got born again. And he's just shouting up a storm. Amen. You know, that ought to be a birthday that you are rejoiced over. Oh, friend, I'll never forget that blessed day. That old boy, me, crawled down under a bank it was filled, and I got under the altar and turned it over when I come up. I got born again. 